Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome to this month's edition of the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. And I just want to say thank you guys for joining. I hope that you are sharing this podcast with other ministry leaders and and ministry friends. And uh, always want to remind you that all of our resources at deanhawk.com, our sermon series and sermon sources are available for free. Please check those out. Hey, today we are talking about developing a strategic plan. And all too often, it's one thing to know what God wants us to do. It's another thing to know how we're going to accomplish it. And so today I want to take a look at the story of Nehemiah and the task that he accomplished there. It says in Nehemiah 1, in the month of Kislev in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. And so I want to share with you just four simple steps on developing a strategic plan. We're going we're gonna to take a look at, at Nehemiah's progress and, and how he advanced. But number one, step one is simple. Uh, and these all begin with D. Number one is, step one is to diagnose. And that is to ask yourself the hard questions of, where am I now? That in Nehemiah's situation, he's the wrong person. He is not a wall and gate builder with years of experience. He's a cupbearer for the king. In all actuality, he probably has zero experience in wall building and gate building. Secondly, he recognizes that he's in the wrong place. We can tell from history that he's approximately 700 miles from the vision that God is giving him to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He's the wrong person in the wrong place, and honestly, many people... Um, are not transparent about where they are. And the thing about Nehemiah is he said, I'm, this is where I'm at, and it's just identifying my starting point. It doesn't mean that you're disqualified when you take a diagnosis of, of where am I at and, and where is God leading me to, but it's being honest and saying, I need more training. Maybe I need to go back to school. I need help when hiring people. I was meeting with a pastor recently, and we were talking about different strengths and weaknesses, and he said one of my toughest things was hiring the right person. And he shared that how he went through the process of asking some key individuals and some key friends in his life outside of his church and with inside of his church to help in diagnosing who is the best candidate to begin to pursue? And so, but he recognized that that was a weakness that he wasn't good at. It's recognizing your strengths and identifying your weaknesses and where you might need more assistance. Step two is to define, define. And that is asking yourself the question where am I going and what has God called me to do? 
where am I going and what has God called me to do? And Nehemiah 2 and verse 17, it, he said, come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be in reproach. The word reproach means disgrace or in embarrassment. He's casting the vision. He's trying to define where are we going? What has God called us to do? It's to rebuild the walls. And all too often, many visions die in the time between the what and the how. It's, it's one thing to know what God wants me to do. It's another thing to know how I'm going to accomplish it and how I'm going to get there. When the angel uh, showed up to Mary and, and explained that, that she was going to give birth to the Messiah, and her, her question, her big question was, how can this be because I am a virgin? She was open to the plan. She was open to being used by God, but it's where many of us struggle is the how. Well, here's the good news. The how is where God specializes. It's the how where God never has a problem. He makes a way when there is no way. But all too often for you and I, when the how seems out of sight, it's tempting to put the what, the vision we're supposed to accomplish, out of mind. And because we can't see how God could do that, how that could work out, we table it and set it maybe on the back burner. So we're going to diagnose, we're going to define, and step number three is we're going to discover. What do I have to work with? Nehemiah is going to take an inventory says in verse 13, it says, By night I went through the valley gate toward the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on toward the fountain gate and the king's pool, and there was not enough room for my mount to get through. I went up by the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally, I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or the nobles or the officials or any others who would be doing the work. So he's taken an inventory of what needs to be accomplished. He's probably taking some serious notes of, of I've had the privilege of, of, of being there in Jerusalem and not seeing the, the wall that he was talking about, but the wall that was uh, potentially put up, they say, in the 1600s and maybe some of the, the lower, lower um, uh, blocks of stone were from um, the earlier centuries. But uh, you look at the size and the mass of those, and when the walls have been broken down, which ones are reusable? Which ones need to be recut? Which ones need to be removed from the work zone and the work area? And so what we want to do is take that inventory, and we want to identify the resources, the training tools, the people that are needed to accomplish the vision. And I love the acronym SWOT, S S-W-O-T, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. What are our strengths? Where are we weak? Where are there opportunities? And what are the threats to this project, to this vision, to this plan? So we're going to diagnose, we're going to define, we're going to discover. And then step number four, this is the big one, we're going to determine the path. How am I going to get from A to B? How am I going to get 
from point one to point 10. What is the path that I'm going to choose? And this is, this is knowing how you'll reach the vision. It's going to be the, the strategic meat of your plan. And it's also going to be the most time-consuming. And the reason it takes so much time is, is because we have to develop, is because we have multiple routes that we could take um, from the current position to fulfill the vision. I was talking to um, another pastor, and, and they, in the pre-COVID, they had gotten a bid on an expansion of their building. But then as they were coming out of COVID and looking at going back into that building project, they realized that the current plan, the current path that they were on with the steel and the construction, that the steel was going to take up to nine months to get in. And that if they made some changes, if they made some adjustments to the to the layout of the building and the plans, they could do it with a different kind or type of steel and suspension, and it would reduce their cost and it would reduce their time frame. So once we get into the path, we've determined that path, it's not set in stone. We're always going to be looking for those adjustments and those changes that needed to be made along the way. And so we're going to pick the path that's going to help us determine how quickly or how slowly we're going to get to our destination. Nehemiah had his steps laid out. Nehemiah, step one, convince the king to allow me to leave his service in order to rebuild the walls. Step two, convince the king to lend financial aid and support. Step three, I need to procure letters from the king to the governors in the surrounding areas asking them to provide me safe travel and safe conduct along the way. Step four, organize and equip the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Step five, organize the materials that need to be brought in to rebuild the gates, the timbers, and and the stone that needs to be moved in. And so he needed to be ready with a vision, with a strategic plan, before God granted him the opportunity to cast the vision to the king. See, too many times we want the king to say, hey, what's in your heart to do? What, 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 is, what is there? And, and then we dream and we come back and we say this. No, we need to be ready that when the opportunity comes, if a business person came to you and said, pastor, if you had an extra million dollars, what would you do? You should pull out your phone and say, well, let me tell you, we're going to redo this. We're going to expand this. You should know exactly and have a plan, a strategic plan of what you would do if extra resources came in. If someone came to you and and said, uh, Pastor, I have uh, just retired from the military. I have experience in all of these leadership areas, and I would like to volunteer my time to you and to your team. How can I be of help? You should have a strategic plan of of the people and the places uh, that you have for them before you have a need. You should be looking and thinking forward, what do I need in the future? And then you would pull out your phone once again and say, wow, here is some... Here's some strategic positions. Here are some, here are some strategic projects that I've been wanting to accomplish, but I need somebody to oversee them. I need somebody to orchestrate and lead through them. And that's what God is asking you to do. Planning and preparation are what lazy people call 
being lucky. Planning and preparation are what lazy people call being lucky. And so I want to ask you this question. Why should God bring an opportunity your way if you're not in a position to take advantage of it? We need to be ready when God provides resources, people, finances, whatever it might be, we need to be ready. You see, what some people dismiss as being lucky often is someone who is ready. Nehemiah was ready. When that opportunity came, when the king said, Nehemiah, what's God doing? What's in your heart? It seems like you're thinking and pondering. What are you thinking so hard about? He was ready to present the plan, and God's favor could then move in his life, and we see the victory of the walls were built and accomplished within 52 days. So here's what I would say. A lot of people have a vision for a good marriage. Do you have a plan for a good marriage? A lot of people have a vision for their children's future, but do you have a plan to help them get there? Well, let me break it down to you real simple. Our our church building that we purchased back in 2013 was uh, used for many other purposes than church before before we became the owners of it. And, and so we inherited a building that wasn't designed or laid out for church. And this building was built in 1985, and over the last uh, nine years, we've replaced the roof, We've had to replace at 1.3 million our chiller and boiler system that was extinct and they could no longer buy parts for. And right now, in the middle of coming out of a pandemic, we introduced last fall our Heart for the House campaign for an interior renovation. Well, what did we do? Well, first off, we diagnosed that the interior of our building, the traffic flow for our children's department, the security issues for our children, the auditorium needs to be expanded, and, and just the general layout, and, and we still have some old um, warehouse shop lights that are from 1985 and still have that, that uh, 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 buzz from those lights. We have some lighting that needs to be replaced. We have some fixtures that need to be replaced. And so then we define, we need an interior renovation. We need to relocate our preschool and our nursery over to our elementary age corner of the building so we can put them all together. We determined we can expand these three walls of the auditorium, that we we need to, to move our production room when we ex- expand our auditorium, that we need to relocate our cafeteria to make our, our children's ministry all fit into the same section of the building. And so then it comes to discover, and that's identifying the resources, the tools, the people that are needed to accomplish the vision. So we began to ask ourselves, what's it going to take? What's this budget going to cost? And so we began to get feedback from our paid staff, from our volunteer staff, began to say, what would make this workflow even better? What would make the preschool? Well, if we had more restrooms in the preschool, that would be helpful if we had one for each room. And so we began to identify. We got an architect and we began to um, find out what 
what would this look like and, and, and how many walls would we have to move? And, and then we got some initial bids on what is it going to take? What's an approximate bid from uh, several general contractors on, a, on a, si- a, a, a scope of this size? Well, they came back and they said, you're looking at about 800000 to a $1 million. That was last fall. Well, we, step four, we determined the path to get there that we want to do things with cash, that we don't want to go further into debt. We're moving towards getting out of debt. And so when we determined the path to get there, we said we're going to move forward with final architectural and mechanical plans. We're going to move forward with getting the city approvals. We're going to um, send out these plans to the general contractors so they can give us a hard bid actual bid, factual bid. And then last fall, we introduced our Heart for the House campaign, and we said, we need people who will give a one-time gift. We need people who will give a once-a-month gift over the next six months from uh, November through this month through April, who will give monthly towards our building campaign and our building fund. We cast the vision why this is important, what this will do. A major person it's going to influence is going to be our children's department that is growing and thriving. It's one of our best nets for catching fish and catching families. And so then we we cast the vision to our church that we need eight to nine hundred thousand dollars. And now we're we're in the process of waiting for those final bids to come back that we should have back shortly, and we're going to pull the lever here in May for this project. But in the last six months, we've raised just shy of $600,000. I believe when we share the vision, it opens up the door for God's provision for the vision. So determine what's in your heart. Don't be moved by pandemics. Don't be moved by by what other churches are doing or they're not doing. Listen and follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. In Habakkuk 2 and verse 2 and 3, very familiar passage of Scripture to you, but I want to read it to you out of the Living Bible. It says, And the Lord said to me, Write my answer on a billboard, large and clear, so that anyone can read it at a glance and rush to tell others. But these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. What could God do through you? I challenge you to move towards the vision that God has given you. Move toward it with faith, move towards it with confidence, and develop the strategic plan to make it a possibility. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Share this with someone that you know might enjoy, need, or be able to pull some wisdom from it. We'll see you next month, and we hope that you have an amazing Easter weekend. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.